When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right. Welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. Exciting, man. Game day tomorrow, Oklahoma at Florida Atlantic, and we have you covered with the tailgate. Thank you so much for subscribing, listening, downloading, consuming podcasts, whichever way you do through your iTunes account, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever it might be. We appreciate all the support, border to border, coast to coast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading and listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast. Hey, we have a busy show. Kenny Mossman, who is very much on the front line of spreading the word about some of the game day changes, will join us coming up here in mere moments. We'll also hear from Rodney Anderson and Kenneth Murray. Plus, Toby Rowland sits down with the play-by-play voice of Florida Atlantic, Ken Lavecca, and Jacob Potter, the producer for Sooner Sports Game Day, which you can watch on Fox Sports Oklahoma will give us an idea of what to expect come Saturday morning with Sooner Game Day. But before we welcome in Kenny Mossman, and before we go all in on the podcast, breaking news, y'all. The Sooner's depth chart is out, released just moments ago before we started taping the podcast. And I thought I'd share a couple of quick thoughts before we got into the guts of the podcast here today. Um, Nothing really too surprising, I think, outside of maybe one or on the podcast. And by that, I mean they did not necessarily name a starter. It was one player or another player. And at that will linebacker position, Curtis Bolton or Caleb Kelly. Now, keep in mind, Caleb Kelly had been playing outside 
uh, a, a perennial starter over the last couple of years in that outside linebacker spot, moves inside, and he's not necessarily listed as the starter is the junior from the Fresno area. He and Curtis Bolton are listed as kind of co-starters right now. So either one or the other will end up getting the call. That was that was really the only big surprise as far as the Sooner depth chart, I think. Now, there was a lot of still unknown. There's not a starter named at left tackle or right tackle, but we know one side will be Cody Ford, one side will be Bobby Evans. There was no starter named at center in that great battle that's going on right now between Creed Humphrey and Jonathan Alvarez. It was interesting, one of the inside wide receiver positions, there wasn't a starter named, even though Nick Basquin is back after battling a couple of different injuries, but he's listed as an or, along with Miles Tease and Drake Stoops. No starter named at the Jack linebacker position. It'll either be Mark Jackson Jr. or Addison Gums. And no backup to Rodney Anderson truly given the nod as Trey Sermon and Marcellius Sutton were listed as kind of co-backups. So those were a few of the true battles that are still going on and probably won't be decided until the team takes the field on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. But the secondary is set. Justin Broyles will start at strong safety. Khalil Hotton at free safety and the corner positions, which I think we all feel has been pretty set. Parnell Motley on one side and Trey Norwood on the other. And Brennan Radley-Hiles gets the nod at the nickel spot. So quite a few that's still unknown. But uh, at least some clarity, especially for my man Toby Rowland, who has been pacing like crazy to get his boards together and his spotter charts ready. But some clarity, at least in certain positions, but still a lot of questions that will lead to intrigue come 11 a.m. on Saturday morning when Oklahoma takes on Florida Atlantic. So there's some quick little two minutes worth of depth chart chat. What do you say we dive into some game day operations news? Because you'll notice some new I guess you could say things as you head to Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium here in 2018. Let's go in depth on what you need to know as a fan. Let's talk about the Arrive Sooner initiative. Joining us right now on the program is Kenny Mossman. Kenny, first and foremost, I promise we won't go too in depth on softball because I know you and I could talk softball nonstop if necessary on the podcast. But I'm curious what game day is like for you. For those that don't know, Kenny's served a lot of different roles, including sports information director. But is it nervous? Is it exciting? What's game day like for you, Kenny? Thanks, Chris. It's good to be with you, by the way. But it's usually stressful. <laughs> um, watching much different things than the fans are. And, and um, uh, you know, it's funny. I see on social media over the course of the summer, people – doing those countdowns and every day that the number gets smaller, my stress level goes higher. And I think that's probably true for a lot of us who work here. Um, sure. We're fans and the outcome matters greatly to us probably more than it does to anybody else. But there are so many other things that we're watching during the course of a game that, um, that can, can go wrong if we don't pay close attention to them, that, uh, Probably stressful is, is the best way to describe what a Saturday is like for us. That moment when Kenny Mossman gets done, sits down on his couch when the day is over, you would think it's relaxation, but there's another home game next Saturday, so it starts up all right. over again. Uh, well, right. it, I think this is going to be obviously unique because of so many changes this year, but yet it's nothing terribly new in the world of, of sporting events because let's just start with the clear bag policy. Kenny, this is something that the NFL has had in place for quite a while, and in the end it's all about fan safety. 
Right, and our fans have experienced it other places already, uh, whether it's at other venues where we've played in conference games or non-conference or in bowls or whatever. And uh, so we're certainly not the first one uh, to, to do this, but, but obviously we're putting it in for the first time this year. And that, that'll be a change for people. I, I hope and think uh, that our um, people who do all of our external communications and and do the websites and social media have done a terrific job in putting out graphics and so forth that will give people a, a very clear understanding of what we're allowing and, and what we're not allowing. But um, that's probably an opportunity for me just to throw in a quick plug for Soonersports.com, which is where all all those things are listed, and there are graphics there that include all of that. But but for us, it's new, so uh, that means Saturday provides a, um, a change, and so we'll, we're ramping up for that and getting ready for it as best we can. He is the Senior Associate Athletics Director for External Operations. Kenny Mossman is in the house, which also then leads from clear bag to now metal detect. Well, not metal detectors. It's essentially going to be a way that, again, adds to fan safety, Kenny, with what we've uh, added at the entrance with the metal detectors. Right. And, again, we're, we're not the necessarily the first to get that done either, and that's becoming more and more prevalent. So, it was only a matter of time before these things happened, but there will be uh, magnetometers at the at the gates, and every fan will walk through one. So, um, you know, it's treat it like an airline trip, I guess, is the best way to put it. Don't don't bring any extraneous things that you really don't need, and uh, and it'll speed up the process for everyone. There still will be uh, express lanes for people who are traveling lighter, and, and those people will get in much more quickly. And we're opening the gates 30 minutes earlier than we have in previous years. And that, again, is to allow more time for fans to get into the game. So we're very hopeful that people will take advantage of that, come in early, uh, get in the shade that, that's available under the stadium, uh, get to your seat, whatever whatever your choice might be. But, uh, but take advantage of the early arrival time and in the general gates, come in two hours and in the premium spaces, two and a half hours before the game. Hey, how um... – can you take us through just all that? And, and I know that we don't have enough time here today, Kenny, or probably if we wanted to do this over a week-long span, but just how much work went into this from finding the right people to provide the, the magnetometers to doing the, the studies to figure out where they needed to be implemented and how we were going to go about it and the security people that needed to be there and when the gates needed to be open. I mean, there was so much work that you guys put into this. Yeah, more than a year's worth of work wow. went into this, and and uh, a lot of work with peer schools, peer stadiums, other people who have who have implemented these measures, and and we've learned a lot. Um, we did a little bit of a trial with the magnetometers at Lloyd Noble, and I'll be the first one to admit that that did not always go smoothly, but uh, we did learn from that, and uh, and and have gained some lessons that we think will serve us well on Saturday. Um, when you're when you're implementing those things at a basketball venue or even an NFL stadium, for that matter, you're not dealing with as many people, obviously, as you are at our stadium. Right. And so when we're trying to get 80,000-plus into into our place, uh, that's that's a different matter. So it has been a very long process. We certainly haven't done it alone. We, we deal with a lot of experts in the field um, who are outside of Oklahoma who have come in and helped us, and that's been going on for some time. So uh, we think we're ready to go. Um, we'll, we'll get a... Uh, a run at it on uh, Saturday, and and the, I guess the thing that I would probably say is, you know, it's really a team effort. Right. Um, we we have our responsibility. Hopeful that the fans will come prepared. Um, again, only bring what you absolutely have to have. Understand the policy before you get here, so we don't have a problem at the gate. 
and arrive early and give all of us an opportunity to get you in comfortably and quickly. And I think if we all work together on that, then we can we can do this very well. If you're listening and you have any questions, there's all kinds of answers right now at Soonersports.com, even beyond what I hope Kenny and I are providing here if you're heading out for game day. Just give yourself a little extra time. It might be the best advice possible. And I don't know if you're usually someone that brought extra stuff to a game. Just just make sure you minimize that a little bit, Kenny. And right. I, I'm I'm simplifying it, but in that vein, that's kind of how you have to approach it more than anything else. What what do I essentially need? And that's all you take in, right? right. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, just uh, um, you know, I, I go online, look at the policy, see what it is that you have to have. Do we allow it? If we do, then what's the minimalist way you can bring it? Uh, if you don't need it, obviously leave it at home. And uh, we're not trying to inconvenience people. And Absolutely. I've, I, haven't had many calls, but I had one where an individual who you know felt like we were really trying to to um, really ruin their game day experience. And, and as you mentioned earlier, and I appreciated you saying it, we're not doing this because we want to do this. Because it's not because we want to make it more inconvenient to come into a game. We're doing it to try to create as safe as environment as possible. And uh, and so that's why all those things are being implemented. People have to understand that given the work that's gone into this and the expense that, that is involved with it, surely they have to know that this would not be our choice if we had our druthers. But but our goal is to, to give people a safe environment, and so we're taking these steps to, to try to ensure that we have done everything we can do uh, to give people the best experience they can have and the safest one that they can have. That's awesome. Uh, Kenny, a couple more quick things before I let you go. Uh, I love talking ball with you, so how excited are you to see kind of this new-look team? I mean, we got familiar with numbers like 6 and 80 out there making plays and Oboe running around defensively, but it's uh, it's a lot of new faces out there. It kind of adds to the excitement, doesn't it? It does. I You know, I think um, we see these changes. I, I go back to you know, when we shifted out of Sam Bradford, when we shifted out of Jason White. I mean, you have those happen over the course of college sports, and for me, there's always a level of anticipation with it that um, um, the changes. I mean, you hate seeing great players go, obviously, but it's always fun, I think, to watch uh, the new wave take over. And, and uh, we saw enough of Kyler last year in his position that I think we're pretty excited to see what what he can do uh, as he takes the controls. But I think that's true across the board. There are other positions. I think the defensive talent level is exciting. I think it's a young group over there, but um, one that – that has a lot of people excited just because of their skill level. And uh, and we're seeing that continue with the recruiting classes that are going to follow in behind this group. I just I feel like, you know, the next three, four years, we're in for some, you know, one of those really golden eras, and we've been in one of those for a while. But I just have the sense that we're getting ready to really take off and uh, and make more title runs, and that's exciting. Kenny, final thought here. Any other notes we need to throw out there? Obviously, continue to use Soonersports.com as a resource. And I guess the best advice we can give is just to get there earlier. Well, that would be one. And the other thing that we probably didn't address is it's going to be warm on Saturday. Uh, And so come prepared. Sunscreen. Uh, We don't talk about that a lot. We talk about hydrating. But sunscreen is important. Make sure you have that. if you uh, want to bring a clear water bottle in, clear empty bottle, you can bring that and fill it inside the stadium. We've had all of the water stations in the facility cleaned and main, maintenance, have had maintenance work on those over the course of the summer, so everything's ready to go. Um, so hydration, sunscreen, a hat, 
take the precautions that you normally take in warm weather, and uh, it'll add to the enjoyment of the day. So again, the big push, I, I think it it's so simple, but then at the same time, you don't want anyone to be surprised. Soonersports.com, clear bag policy, the metal detectors that'll be there that you'll have to walk through. Just make sure you give yourself plenty of time. I'll be honest with you, I'm nervous as all get out because we do our pregame show on uh, at, at FanFest, and I hope everyone has an opportunity to come by and say hi. But usually, Teddy and I and Rufus, when we walk over from FanFest, we kind of have our entrance. You know, we, we have a little area that we get in, and the security guards let us go through. I don't know if that's going to happen this year. So it's going to be a different world for all of us. But more than anything, patience. It's game one, as I thought it was really cool. When I interviewed Kenny earlier today, I mean, he laid it out. If if you're looking at this and saying, well, we had to wait in line at Lloyd Noble Center, and now you add you know, six times the crowd, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, well, they learn from that. And you can go and talk to different places across the country that have implemented the use of these metal detectors and the use of the clear bag policy and learn from it. So I'm excited for the safety that this obviously allows for us as not just fans, but also media members, players, and I think more than anything else, that's the point that needs to be driven home. No one wants to inconvenience you. No one wants to make game day more difficult. They just want to make it safer. Now, with that said, Kenneth Murray wants to make game day a little bit more difficult for the opposition. I had a chance to catch up with the Sooner starting Mike linebacker. He was listed number one on the depth chart. We had Tim Kish on the Coach's Corner raved about the offseason for Kenneth Murray. He's ready to get things started. Where's the biggest growth been this offseason for you, Kenneth? Um, just, you know, realizing what I need to do fundamentally as a linebacker, um, you know, building on that stuff and, you know, obviously the mental part of the game, just building on that stuff and, you know, getting in the film room, learning stuff and learning formations and all the little nuances of football. So definitely, you know, getting the preparation down and preparing and getting ready for my sophomore year. I think that's the biggest thing right now. You know, an article made the rounds this um, past weekend about when you would sign because you committed and you came in early, but you came in as an outside linebacker and your right. favorite player, the guy you, em you emulated was Von Miller. Right. Now that you've moved inside, have you changed who you watch at the next level at all? Um, yeah, a little bit. You know, um, obviously Vaughn is a great player. Um, you know, and when I do go out on the edge, sometimes and rush off the edge, I try to emulate my game after Vaughn. But, <laughs> but obviously, I'm in the inside now, and you know, I kind of idolize dudes like Luke Keeley, Bobby Wagner, guys like that. You know, they're ten tackle guys every week. So definitely, you know, learning from those guys, watching their tape is something that I've definitely tried to you know put into my game. Did it help you that you have a pretty good history of guys that moved from the outside to the inside or you can look back and either watch their tape or talk to them? Jordan Evans, a guy that was here before you. How does that help you in better understanding the transition you had to make? Um, it helped me a lot, um, you know, just knowing that guys had did it before. Um, you know, obviously, Jordan, me and Jordan are real close, and, you know, he's took me under his wing and told me, you know, little advices and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I have, I have a great coach, um, Coach Kiss. He knew exactly what I needed to do. You know, the first thing he told me when he took me into the inside room was like, look, sit down, da-da-da, and I'm going to just teach you. I'm going to teach you what you need to know. You don't have nothing to worry about. Just listen to me, and I'm going to teach you what you need to know. So at the end of the day, you know, I got a great coach, and I got a great support system around me. So that just made the transition really, real easy for me. New guy, too, leading the workouts. I love talking about Benny Wiley. When he first got the job, you were one of the first guys he mentioned, wanting to see you step up as a leader. What has that relationship between you and him been like? 
Um, you know, we're real close. Um, we work out, you know, together sometimes, and you know, a lot of times he leans on me to bring some energy to the to the group and stuff like that. So, you know, me and him are real close. You know, outside of football, you know, we we do a lot of different things as far as like body preparation and stretching and stuff like that that he helps me with. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like he's he's just a a, a big energizer. I mean, he brings a bunch of energy everywhere. So, you know, me and him are real close. I mean, he's a guy that's you know, he's not just gonna tell you to work out a certain way he's going to actually work out with you. So when you got a guy like that, you know, it's always great to, you know, get around him and, you know, have energy around him. It talks a lot about trust, too. How important is that trust between not just you and him, but him and you both ways, right? Yeah, no, it's real. It's really important. You know, something that he always asks me is just, you know, how your body feels. And, you know, he's expecting an honest answer, you know, just to know, you know, like what, what he needs to do to, you know, make sure that I'm at 100 percent and stuff like that. So, you know, just having that trust between both of us, you know, definitely is what you need in order to, you know, perform at your 100 percent. So, you know, having a great strength coach like that makes everything so much better. Two more quick ones. The big word this offseason has been competition. How fun has that competition with more depth defensively been for you guys? No, it's been real fun. You know, we all are competitors. We all want to get out there and get after people. So it's been real fun being able to compete against a guy, you know, out there and get better. So you can't get better without any competition. So you got to go out there and compete every day. If you don't, you know, you may lose your job. And one guy that's playing in the league right now is Oboe. I know you guys were pretty tight. Lessons from him. How do you carry those over to this year? What was one thing maybe you took from him that really stays with you? Um, just hard work. You know, he was just one of the guys that, you know, you know, those Saturday mornings in the offseason, he would, you know, we're going up there to the facility, we finna get this work in. And so just, you know, just taking that work ethic and still applying it, you know, even though he's not here no more, you know. So just taking that stuff, you know, all the leadership stuff that he gave me and stuff like that and just using it right now. So I really appreciate everything he did for me. And from one of the leaders on defense to one of the leaders on offense, Rodney Anderson had a great offseason. There's an incredible feature right now with Rodney at Soonersports.tv, and he's ready for game day. Obviously, the question everyone wants to know, how was the offseason? How are you feeling heading into this year? Uh, it was great. Uh, I feel really good going into this year. I think we put in a lot of good work, and I'm just ready to show it off. For you stepping up as a leader, you've always had those leadership qualities. You've had those characteristics. What's, what's it been like for you to take that next step as a leader on this team? Um, it's been a little challenge that I've been trying to take on, you know, within myself, you know, being more vocal, uh, what the team needs me to be. And, uh, you know, I think I've been doing a good job at it. You know, I was always trying to improve and do whatever I can to help the team. You seem more comfortable with it. Is there anything that you can attribute that to? Uh, I guess just experience, you know, and just uh, keeping my, my core values just what they are faith, family, friends. So, How fun has the preparation for this season been with Benny Wiley? He adds a different element, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he does. Uh, he brings a great energy to our team and uh, is always in our corner, always fighting for us and, you know, obviously getting us bigger, stronger, faster. Well, and, he, and he's right there alongside with you. I mean, that does that push you a little bit more when you see the guy that's leading the charge actually taking part in the workouts too? Uh, yeah, it, it says a lot. Uh, you know, he, he obviously believes in what he's teaching us enough to put himself through it. And, you know, that that I think that means a lot for us as players. What did the latter part of last year do for your confidence on the field uh, to be able to stay healthy, to be arguably the best player on the field in the Rose Bowl? What did that do for your confidence and your mentality, Rodney? Um, I guess it was a confidence booster. I was just trying to do whatever I could, you know, to help win games. So, um, you know, it gave me more confidence, I guess. Take me through that room. There's obviously yourself, Trey Sermons in there. You got a couple of youngsters. Marcellus Sutton has had a great camp. What's that running boom, running back room like, and what's that dynamic like right now? Um, it's just stacked with with talent. I mean, there's there's not one running back in there that couldn't do great things this season. So uh, I just think that it'll it'll 
you know, be great for our uh, for keeping us fresh on the field and you know just you know be having versatility. Hey, a final thought before you let you run. Where do you want to improve the most this season? When you were preparing in the offseason, Ronnie, where did you work to where you wanted to improve yourself the most? Um, probably just being a leader, I would say, is just, just trying to step in and just uh, help my team, whether that's on the field, off the field, just, just be a good teammate to them. Oh, good luck this weekend, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. All right, so we laid out in the open the Oklahoma student football 2D, but for the most part, we don't have a depth chart from Florida Atlantic. As a matter of fact, the theory and the thought is that we won't get a depth chart from Florida Atlantic before kickoff on Saturday. With that said, the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, slides in to take over for the next couple of minutes as he caught up with Ken Levesque, the play-by-play voice of Florida Atlantic. Tell us about game week there. Um, when do when does Lane have his presser depth chart? You know, uh, you and I are looking for that. When does all that stuff happen? <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely looking for that. And unfortunately, Toby, when it comes to the quarterback situation, I'm not sure I'm going to have a whole lot for you until I talk with you Saturday before the game. But as far as the game week is concerned, uh, Lane will always have his press conference on Tuesday, so today, and then his coach's radio show is Thursday night from a local bar in Boca Raton. And uh, so uh, other than that, it's a lot of practice. It's a lot of coordinator meetings, myself and the broadcast team able to sit down with Charlie Wise Jr., the offensive coordinator, and Tony Paccararo, the defensive coordinator. And it's very, very routine, and I think that there's an outsider perspective that Lane is just sort of super laid back and chill and anything goes, but things are very, very uh, by the book, very, very stringent when you get to a game week. And so everything's on time and leaves on time. What is your hunch as to how the quarterback position will play out? Okay, so you're going to possibly see all three quarterbacks. And I put that at a 20 25% likelihood. And, of course, these are completely arbitrary numbers on my point. Uh, but DeAndre Johnson, Chris Robinson, as well as Rafe Peavy, who's been late to the mix. He wasn't even in school the last time we talked, Toby. Uh, but now the former Arkansas quarterback is very much in the discussion. You might see all three. My hunch is that it's probably 75 to 80%. You at least see Robinson and Peavy. And who starts there is anybody's guess, but I also think that's immaterial based on potentially we're going to see from amount of play that both of those guys are on the field on Saturday. What do you feel like the strength uh, strengths, plural, of this team are? Obviously, offensively, you have Devin Singletary as one of the best running backs in the country. He had the 32 touchdowns last year, 11 more than anybody else. He is a stud, and it's an offensive line that lost pieces but added two very dependable pieces, graduate transfers from Tulane and Florida, where they were both starters. So that'll get the job done. The line has been very good in camp, actually. So Devin Singletary is an obvious strength, something that when you're talking about a Lane Kiffin coach team, defense is not really focused on. This Florida Atlantic defense returns 10 of 11 starters from a group that was second in the nation in takeaways a year ago, including Jalen Young at Strong Safety, who was second in the nation himself individually in interceptions. And so this is a defense that I think surprises people, and it's very, very quick. And will Oklahoma move the ball? Yes, the Sooners will move the ball. But I think that Sooner fans will see in attendance on Saturday that this is a very Florida speed defense, and we'll see how it was able to be so successful in Conference USA a year ago. What worries you the most about this game? 
the quarterback situation, it's always uneasy going into the uh, first game of the year and uh, you're potentially going to play multiple quarterbacks. And FAU has done this before. They did it last year with Jason Driscoll and Daniel Parr when Parr was the initial starter. Parr has since transferred to Duquesne. So this is not uncharted territory for Lane Kiffin. And he said going back to Tennessee, this is now his sixth straight year as a head coach where he's had a quarterback battle that's gone down to the final week. So he's not concerned about it. But obviously from uh, an outsider fan perspective, you want that one solid guy, and FAU just does not have that. Yes, it's a luxury to have multiple guys who can run this offense, but that is what makes me uncomfortable. And I also think that going up against Oklahoma in the first game of the season, FAU started the year last year against Navy. You're talking uh, triple option, wing T. That's not ideal to face in the first uh, week of the season. And Oklahoma's offense, as Lane Kiffin says, one of the most prolific in the last decade in college football, also not the ideal week one opponent. I want to circle back to the quarterbacks for a second. Um, PV, Robinson, and Johnson, how do you compare and contrast kind of their skill sets? How are they different from each other? Sure, absolutely. So let's start with the man who's been there the longest, and that's DeAndre Johnson, the Florida State Commit. You saw him on Last Chance U on Netflix as well. Someone that obviously is extremely mobile with his speed. He has elite speed. He has power five if you were to switch positions from quarterback type speed. Uh, his arm is strong. He's not as accurate as the other two, uh, but he also, I think, is the guy in the quarterback room with the most leadership capability, the guy that these quarterbacks will go to for guidance. Uh, so next will be Chris Robinson, who has been at FAU since last year, ran the scout team, did an outstanding job doing that. Lane Kiffin loved what he brought to the table last year in his ineligible season. Robinson has by far the most quarterback intangible skill set. He's got a huge arm. He's extremely accurate, and he can throw on the run. Uh, he's someone that can make something out of nothing, which the other two quarterbacks just aren't at that level with Robinson. It's just, can he limit the mental mistakes? And that's been the constant focus throughout spring and fall with Robinson. And then finally, Rafe Peavy, who's the most consistent of all the quarterbacks. He's not going to do anything flashy. He's not going to do anything wild that makes your jaw drop. But what he is going to do is stay in the pocket. He's going to hang in there. He's going to take a hit, and he's going to make the right read, even if it's throwing something underneath for five yards and letting these receivers and these tight ends and these running backs do what made FAU so successful a year ago, and that's pick up 10, 15, 20 yards after the catch. So all of those things are factoring in the Lane Kippen's mindset right now. Good stuff. That's a good breakdown. I, I saw an article, I don't remember what paper it was, that called this the biggest game and. FAU history I don't know if you agree with that or not but how has Lane handled the lead up to this game um, as far as biggest game in FAU history I think based on the fact that FAU is coming off the season that they did uh, and are a sexy pick to maybe be the group of five team I, I do buy that um, uh, that this might be up there or be the biggest game and as far as Lane and how he's focused it focused on it and how he's conveyed it to the fans I think he's done a good job, and it's been very un-Lane Kiffin-like. There has not been a lot of bravado around Lane uh, when it comes to this Oklahoma game because he's realistic, and he also knows 
that this game is not going to define FAU season, just like the loss last year at home against Navy to start the year didn't define Florida Atlantic season. Nobody talks about that anymore because the Owls went on to win 11 in a row, and they have the nation's second-longest winning streak and went undefeated in Conference USA. I think he looks at it as an opportunity, but I think he's tried to temper expectations. Like, yeah, listen, we're good. We know we're good. We know we bring a lot back from last year, but this Oklahoma game is an opportunity and not necessarily a situation where you're going to shock people and beat the Sooners. And he's been trying to tell people, listen, this is one of the best teams in the country who very likely could go back to the college football playoff. He's been extremely complimentary, hasn't said anything wild about this matchup. Um, but he also is is saying that, listen, this is a great opportunity for us. And, Toby, for a school like FAU, you have to keep in mind, noon Saturday, nationally te- uh, televised for Florida Atlantic is very rare and a great recruiting opportunity. So he's looking at it from that standpoint, too. One quick question. we got uh, less than a minute here. Uh, in your mind, what are the two or three biggest keys if FAU is going to pull off the upset? I think FAU needs to be within a score or two going into halftime. Can't let it get away from you in the first quarter. Devin Singletary needs to get himself established on the ground. If FAU has no ground game, it's going to be very, very difficult to do anything. And as far as Florida Atlantic's defense is concerned, they like to take chances. They force a lot of turnovers, but it also can lead to big plays. They have to be cerebral to start and not go for the big stick or the big interception. Should be fun. Oklahoma, FAU, Lincoln Riley has said it. He views the Owls as a top 20 football team. This is no easy challenge, and you consider the personality and the creativity of their head coach, Lane Kiffin. This is going to be one heck of a battle for Oklahoma come Saturday morning. Now, you have a lot of options to follow the Sooners on Saturday, including our radio broadcast, which will hit the air at 9 a.m., carried in Oklahoma City on the franchise 107.7. For those of you that download the podcast in Tulsa, 97.5 KMOD, 1430 The Buzz. If you're looking for an affiliate in your area, it's very easy. Soonersports.com slash radio or download the TuneIn Radio app and you can find us anywhere 24-7, 365. But again, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit more geared towards radio. Let me tell you something. A lot of cool stuff going on on the TV side this year. They'll hit the air not just with Sooner Sports Game Day, but also Facebook Live at 10 a.m. And I caught up with the producer, Jacob Potter, to kind of get some perspective of what to expect on Sooner Game Day. Jacob, what can we look forward to on Saturday morning? Thanks, Chris. We're really excited about Sooner Game Day this year. Teddy Lehman and Gabe Eichert will be joining us on set every Saturday from 10 to 11 on Fox Sports Oklahoma, along with, of course, Chad McKee, our host. We want to get into some notes here uh, that we'll be talking about on Saturday and diving into. For Florida Atlantic, of course, you have Devin Singletary, really good running back, but we're really interested in the quarterback situation as well. They have six quarterbacks on their roster. If you total up their Division I experience, three pass attempts. That's it. Amongst all six quarterbacks at the Division I level, three pass attempts, five yards, and one interception. So not a lot going on in the Al quarterback room there in terms of Division I experience. Now, for Oklahoma, you have the opposite problem. You have Kyler Murray, who has some experience at the starting uh, Division I level, uh, including Oklahoma and Texas A&M. But what are the reasonable expectations for a guy that's filling the shoes of a Heisman Trophy winner? We'll get into that and talk about that with the guys. Teddy is also interested in talking about the defensive line. 
you have some really good returning experience, but you also have four U.S. Army All-Americans that are available to you that you didn't have at your disposal last year. So we'll be getting into that. And of course, the note for Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley is now beginning his second season at Oklahoma. What does that mean? No pressure, right? Bud, Barry, and Bob, 34-1 combined record in their second seasons. And oh yeah, they had two national titles. So that's just some of the stuff we'll be getting into on Saturday. Hope everybody can tune in. Again, Fox Sports Oklahoma from 10 to 11. I'm ready. You're ready. Let's do this. Game day, 11 a.m. Arrive sooner. Make sure you listen to the radio network. Make sure if you can't get to Norman that you watch sooner game day. And oh, uh, one quick note before we wrap up. We kind of dropped a little bit of a surprise on you. If you subscribe to the podcast, you know this because it showed up on your uh, podcast app earlier on Thursday. But Jessica Cootie and I are tag teaming what we think is going to be a really fun podcast called Featured. It will likely drop every Thursday afternoon. It kind of depends on the schedule for when her features will drop. But uh, give it a listen. This week's feature is Rodney Anderson. And Jess has been an Emmy Award-nominated producer, reporter, storyteller, whatever way you want to put it. She's, She's just amazing. And there is so much that she can't fit into her five-minute feature. And I've been bugging her since we started doing the Sooner Sports Podcast and saying, Jess, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's give a feature or let's give a podcast that has all the stuff we can't fit into your feature. So we, uh, we gave it a soft launch on Thursday. I hope you guys will give it a listen. A lot to learn about Rodney Anderson. He is obviously a key figure for the Sooners in 2018, and it's amazing to relive and listen to his story. Watch the feature, listen to the podcast. It's incredible stuff and incredible work from Jess. All right, one other nice little surprise we're dropping on you. If you uh, have, I don't know, maybe you don't listen to the post-game show, but Toby and I came to the decision, along with our good friends at Learfield, that we will bring you the post-game show from the radio network on the Sooner Sports Podcast as soon as the game wraps up. So if you're subscribed to get the post-game show, you're from Lincoln Riley, all of the big-time playmakers, and of course, assistant coaches as well. That's all. If you subscribe, so go do it now, Soonersports.tv slash podcast. So we'll be back. Saturday after the game, and then join Toby and I on Tuesday for the game plan to recap everything we learned on Saturday and, of course, on Monday from Lincoln Riley's press conference. Busy show. Thank you so much for downloading, subscribing, and listening. And until Saturday, until game day, get ready. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.